It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. As we get rolling, it is week eight in the National Football League. Amazingly enough, Alex White is here. Oh, look who joined us. That's right. I'm here. Vinny Maliulo is here. Survived. He survived yesterday. You and Alex killed us. Wow. Oh. And I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, Kansas, but... Alex, with our totals. No, it was it, a... it would have really been good if I had actually taken the whole money line. I just I thought all... you did take no, them outright. I, I you just, said outright. I did like them outright, but I, I chickened out. I just had all sorts of points. I had 10, 9.5, had an in-game 4.5. Conviction. Bet with conviction. The, wi- the, the wife did have Kansas money line, though. So oh, that she was, did. That was good. Very oh, good. that's that's. Yeah. That's good, but also, you, I told you so. You get the I told That's you okay. so. That's okay. That's okay. Anyone who watches this show, they need to know, follow Jeff's leans. If he yes, says, yes. I would not be surprised if they went outright, right. jump on your app. Very good, Alex. Put a little bit on there. So, But it was, it was a right. good day. A good business. Um, it was it was a juice day. Alex and I were, were chatting before. What does that mean? It was a juice day for us. We just, listen, folks lay 11 to 10. So we just kind of lock up the juice. It was a good day. Terrific business. Uh, folks are... Uh, I've been betting uh, all through the night. Again, we have a 24-hour book here, not just uh, in terms of uh, the kiosks uh, and, and the app, but also uh, live at the counter. You know, it's a, a three-shift town, and uh, uh, with all the shifts uh, as people get off, we uh, we accommodate them at the counter as well. So good day yesterday uh, business-wise, and uh, today uh, uh, the uh, the action at the counter is very good. Twelve windows race. Uh, we got three windows in the race book open. Eleven kiosks, and uh, folks haven't added already. I just have one quick college yeah. question from yesterday. Okay, with some of the results that were a little bit funky. Of course, we mentioned Kansas winning outright, so Oklahoma's playoff chances are in big trouble. To put it politely, they're probably uh, done. Yeah, uh, in that regard, Penn State almost lost to Indiana at home. Not good. Yep. Uh, but Alex was all over it. Oregon yesterday stomped. Utah. That game was never competitive. No. And Washington, for the second straight week, messed around and almost lost to a team that's terrible. Right. They were very lucky to get out of Palo Alto with a win last night against Stanford. I'll just ask you this, Vinny, because we have the head-to-head. Mm-hmm. We saw Washington beat Oregon in a flip game. Is Oregon ahead of Washington in your power ratings now yes. after what we've seen? Slightly. Okay. Slightly ahead still. Um, you, listen, if, if they were to play, uh, again, Oregon – would still be favored uh, slightly. Uh, and look, again, they, they had every opportunity to win that game. Credit Washington for winning that game. But I think, uh, you know, Oregon did some things, frankly, to lose that game. Uh, and I'm not taking anything away from, from Washington. Um, but the fact of the matter is that uh, Oregon is still, especially after this weekend, uh, a couple of points better. Yeah, I, I would argue at this point, based off of sheer performances yesterday, Oregon had the most impressive. Georgia finally look like themselves, but I think that had a little to do with Florida more so than yeah. to do with anything else. You know, Oregon, I mean, I mean uh, Georgia does say, they, listen, they just get it in gear, and uh, their defense is still good. I don't think it's as good as it was last year or the year before, but uh, it's it's certainly, and, and it travels, obviously. So Let's go to today. Let's start with the game with the, that has had some motion, and he moved off a key number because... Diana Rossini with the report first that Patrick Mahomes has the flu. Mm. Uh, spiked the fever last night, according to reports from NFL Network as well. Uh, the Chiefs confident he will play. I would imagine he will play. 
But Vinny, the number here now, uh, there's one other six and a half in the market along with you guys, but you guys were the first Chris and company in the back. Yeah. Moving from seven to six and a half. This has been a mover all week on Denver to to begin with anyway. Yeah. But now we go through the seven on the reports that Mahomes is going to be playing with the flu today. Yeah, and again, uh, uh, numbers come out here uh, on Sunday night, the the NFL numbers, right around halftime of the uh, the primetime game tonight. So uh, eight and a half on the opener. And uh, again, the Chiefs have been bet against, strangely enough, um, the Chiefs have uh, have been bet against by, by more professional, more seasoned betters uh, t- during the course of this season. So we take that into account. And this is a quick turnaround game, too. These teams just played each other. Uh, you know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So eight and a half. And, you know, they took eight and a half. They took everything down to the seven. And now with the news of Mahomes, money has also come in, uh, uh, continues to come in uh, on the Broncos. Weather, we saw weather yesterday in the college games uh, in Colorado where weather certainly yeah. uh, was was not was not good, Alex. And again, here uh, we see the uh, the Chiefs down to six and a half. And the Chiefs, they barely cracked 20 points mm-hmm. against Denver the first time. So, these division games, they can be a little tricky, but uh, we'll get into this more later with what I like on this game. All right. I, I'm not a huge trends guy, but this one is pretty good right now. Since the beginning of 2022, and this was when it was at seven, and obviously we're now through the seven, So, mm-hmm. but there are still some sevens with juice on yeah, the out there. With the money. Home divisional dogs, seven points or more since the beginning of the 2022 season are 19 and five against the number. Okay. Undefeated so far this year, you could argue that's a trend and meant that's meant to be broken. Now, so uh, it's like it, the graphic. You just said the graphic, so yeah, you know. It, yeah. Now, if you show the graphic, if I show the graphic, it's done. It's all done. over. See, you later. know that Mahomes is going to have his Michael Jordan flu game, and it's going to be thirty-five to ten. But you know, I, I like Denver. I have Denver in pocket from uh, from earlier in the week at uh, at seven and a half was the number that I got. Uh, but you know you're you're in a scenario here with teams, and this is weird scheduling quirks in the NFL, and we're seeing this more and more over the last few years, where teams play each other twice in three weeks. Mm-hmm. That is very a very quick turnaround. Sure. To see a team in Denver, you mentioned it, Alex. Kansas City got held to 19 points on that Thursday night against the mm-hmm. Broncos. That was the first game where the Denver defense started to not look like the worst unit in the history of the league. They played a good defensive game a week ago against Green Bay as well. They did. I'm just curious if that's one of those where, all right, that Denver defense has finally turned the corner and they're now an NFL defense, which means, all right, you can play this game within within six, within the touchdown here. I would not advocate taking the bad number now that we're through seven. That I would not advocate even if Mahomes is – even if Mahomes is impacted by the flu. Well, there's a lot of familiarity too, right, with these teams. I mean, being division rivals uh, and and such, but – uh, the other aspect is that the Chiefs' defense has played pretty well as, also great. this year, right? I think that that it has not gotten a lot of publicity, Alex, but they have played well. And whose offense is better, even with an, uh, maybe a not 100% Patrick Mahomes, right? Yes, absolutely. And their defense, they've held opponents to 15 points a game, done very well. But we've seen the Chiefs' offense really start to click, and uh, Travis Kelsey looks pretty unstoppable right now. Um, I act, I actually teased the the Chiefs down to half a point before all this flu news, but I still feel pretty good with them just mm-hmm. winning outright yep. with this with the. There'll Patrick be some Chiefs Mahomes. money here. The last time Denver beat the Chiefs was Week Two, 2015. The last time they beat the Chiefs 
Mahomes has not lost. Mahomes has not lost a road divisional game either uh, in his career. And the numbers are pretty ridiculous on the yeah. Mahomes side, in all honesty. More graphics. Uh, yes, more graphics. See, I, I, I'm going for the announcer, Jace, today, Vinny, uh, one way or another. Very good. In this one. All right, Vinny, where else should we go here? Uh, you know, we have a full it, slate of games here. Today. Interesting game uh, from from our side of the counter, our, our perspective here. When, when you look at. Um, let's look at look at the Tennessee game. All right, the Falcons and uh, are, are in Tennessee to play the Titans. Here's here's something a little educational point here. Where again, last Sunday night, Falcons opened one. The game got as high as three, and it was a take. Now we know that Tannehill is out, so you have uh, Levis and uh, Willis playing today, quarterback for Tennessee. Tennessee has not looked good. Uh, looks like they're in trade trade mode, right? I mean, sell mode. We we saw them uh, trade uh, to the Eagles this uh, this week. Their best uh, their best corner, and it, so you you look at that and you say, wow, why why would they, why isn't the number even going even higher? Pros take they bet numbers and they bet a key number here. So the number went from one all the way up to three, and even though the quarterback situation was yesterday. So we knew about the Tannehill situation, the quarterback situation. Uh, but again, it was a take, Alex, of of a key number there. That's not public money. That's that's professional money there. Absolutely. And I also, I imagine you've gotten quite a bit of teasers because I definitely oh, yeah. fell into that this week. A lot of good teaser numbers. This is one I really like, Titans plus eight and a half because the Falcons, the four games they did win, they won by an average margin of five points. Mm -hmm. So low total think it will be a low scoring game and I think eight and a half might be a great number to take with Tennessee here Will Levis I'm excited to see him he's got a strong arm and mm -hmm. honestly you know he might be a little rusty it's already week mm -hmm. eight but I think he could be as good as Tannehill has been for them already starting this week I don't want to lose sight also with what Alex said and her perspective here again of a professional opinion uh, she said eight and a half, right? She, you, you took eight and a half, which means she, you did a six-point teaser. You laid the low. No, it's good. It's, you laid the lower the lower amount of juice. I mean, the, the thing about it is, you know, and, and here our juice, we haven't raised teaser prices in years. You laid a quarter instead of $1.50 or $1.60 or 65 in a lot of places to take up to, you know, uh, up to seven points. So um, you got, you went through the touchdown. You took, uh, you, you took, uh, through the touchdown and didn't have to put up as much juice. So, well done. Thank you, Vinny. Mm -hmm. I bet the over in this game. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. I, I, I know we're dealing Which, with Which, what number did you get? 35. Jeff, 35. I, I okay. Took, I, wait, I waited it out because I okay. had a feeling it was going to keep coming down. It's Yeah, it is. it, it has come down uh, from 37 on the opener. Yeah, uh, I, I, I will I will say this, and I, and I mentioned this on Friday with you yeah. and Chris. When you have bad quarterback play like this game sure. will have, uh, both sides. We we, I've said my thoughts on Ritter on this show. Mm -hmm. Willis can't play if he happens to get into this game. And Levis, I have no idea what we're getting, but I can't imagine it's. You're looking be for any defensive good. touchdowns. The the the, to, all, the touchdowns on short fields mm -hmm. and the pick sixes, fumble sixes, sure. are things that in a game that's total thirty five, which by the way is not the lowest total on the board now. Right. No, we're gonna get to that. No, one. We'll get to that in a second. 34 and a half in an NFL game is ridiculous, but we'll get to that in a second. But 35 on this game, all it takes is a Will Levis interception where Atlanta's starting with the ball at the Tennessee 12, 
uh, to, to put yourselves yeah. in front of the eight ball here. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and again, it's part of, it's almost like the Iowa theory where the only way that you're probably going to lose is if Iowa gets a defensive touchdown. I think we're getting at least one defensive touchdown in this game, or at least one short field off of a calamitous play by a quarterback in this game. I don't know which one though. That's why I didn't bet the side. Well, along those lines, let's get to that other lower total. Yeah, so this in, is, uh, this is in this New is, Jersey. This is weather induced. Vinny. Yeah, it has a lot. It has a lot to do with it. Now. But it also has, has to do with these two offenses. Yeah, the Jets, a, the Jets, and, and the Giants. NFL game, Vinny. I mean, we That's opened ridiculous. it. We opened it low. We opened it thirty six. It's down to thirty four and a half. Yes, weather is, is certainly a play. By the way, it looks like uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to go. Yeah, yes, uh, for the Giants. Uh, the Jets defense uh, gets some people back. Uh, from uh, concussion protocol, particularly in their secondary, Sauce Gardner uh, game uh, going back and forth between two and a half and three. So laying two and a half with the Jets, taking three uh, with uh, with the Giants here. These two teams they they did meet in the preseason, uh, which again you have to throw out. Although um, the Jets play, I think the Jets played the regulars uh, in in two for about uh, two uh, what the first quarter. Yeah, so. Yeah, two uh, but again, uh, just just as as an aside, there, Alex, you have a play in this one. I do. I am on the under here, under okay. thirty six. Good um, job. Good job. All the num factors. Vinny just mentioned them. Weather. Who is going to actually score in this game with both of these offenses? I mean, Giants averaging twelve point one points per game, and the Jets not much better at eighteen point eight. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the Jets defense and the Giants defense. They've they've been a lot better as of a couple late. weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Joe, I want to go to another. I'm coming jumping around here, but I'm looking at, at games that that have uh, you know that have had movement. Um, the uh, the Browns are in Seattle today, where that game uh, the Seahawks open as uh, two and a half point favorites. Walker at quarterback again for the Browns. Um, game got is up to four, so uh, I think you know again there's some pretty respected money uh, I know on the Browns again taking the number right. Um, it, that's that's an afternoon game, so. Some carryover effect will go to that. Um, the the 49ers, here's a game, again, Sunday night. So before they played in, in Minnesota uh, on Monday, six and a half. Uh, there was a take uh, on, on six, at six and a half early. And then the adjustment afterward, particularly when uh, it was announced at Purdy, uh, was was going into concussion protocol. By the way, he he has cleared and he will play. First time this year that uh, Jeff, as you pointed out all week, that uh, a player has cleared con concussion in, protocol in the, in the same in the week. Same week. Yeah. Um, game got as low as uh, three, and again this was with money. So uh, then you know up to five and a half uh, as early as this morning, but now down to four and a half. So you, you look at it, you say you know there's some two way action, but uh, there's been quite a bit of Bengals money here in the last few hours. Meaningful game for both of these yeah. games. I am looking forward to this one. I don't have a a play on this one. Um, I do lean to the Niners. I think Jeff is on the opposite side of me for this one, though. Two-way action at the desk, there which brings a smile to my face. You know, it's it's we we talked about this earlier in the week with Cincinnati. Even though they're back to 500, and it feels mm -hmm. like all right. You didn't cut the head off the snake if you're the AFC. You let you let them live. That's not a good thing for a team that, as mm -hmm. talented as Cincinnati. But then you look at the numbers, and even in their three wins, they're sub five yards per play on offense. Right. That's not good enough long term, and it's definitely not good enough today. The one question is and on the San Francisco end of things, where 
guy goes into concussion protocol on Tuesday, on Tuesday night, Wednesday mm-hmm. morning, and he's cleared on Sunday. You always have it in the back of your mind of, is this guy really ready to play? Is he healthy enough to play? And Purdy did not play well at the end of that game on Monday night. He actually, I thought, played a pretty good game up until the last two drives. Yeah. Uh, unlike the game two weeks ago where he was dreadful against Cleveland. But he put, he, excuse me, but he did put he, him in he, a position he, to, correct, to, to. Correct. To, he, got, he got him down the field right, on the yeah. last drive and then Moody missed a kick. Yeah. 100%. Nar- look, the narrative's totally different on San Francisco if Moody just makes that kick against Cleveland. All right, you lose your first game on a Monday night and Minnesota played a really good game, so be it. But the narrative's a little different because they've lost two in a row. This is. Are they still number one in your power ratings, Vinny, or did they get, or did they get moved down off one? The the Niners, it's it's the Niners, the Eagles, and Kansas uh, City, the Chiefs, and they're all within a a, a point. I mean, they're, they're all the same. Basically. You know, and again, okay. they're they're all right there. And then the Ravens have have uh, escalated okay. but uh, a bit. I I actually I probably will end up with something on Cincinnati in this game, but it would not shock me if the Niners come out and blitz them. Would not shock me yeah. if that happens. Now, again, I don't think there's Debo Samuel. Is, uh, he's, he's out. Uh, right. uh, and so is uh, Williams, I think, again. Because they have a bye next week. So uh, I think uh, giving them another week is probably going to be uh, what they're thinking there. Um, another game which may surprise some folks, uh, again, kind of a uh, more public versus professionals here, is the Dolphins open 10. Mm-hmm. On uh, Monday night, which I think we're going to see Jalen Ramsey's debut season he debut is gonna play. Uh, for the for the Dolphins today. Uh, this game's down to eight. So uh, again, pros taking uh, taking the Patriots here with the points. I think again, it, this is an early game, a ten o'clock Pacific start. So between now and kickoff, I think we'll see uh, some certainly uh, some public money on the Dolphins here. But uh, this one's moved down a little bit, and I guess you know. I, What's what's uh, recent is what's in people's minds here. They saw the uh, Patriots with a different uh, result last week, Alex. Well, another game where they're already seeing each other twice this yes. season, right? So I think Quickly, with that yeah. and how the Patriots have looked as of late and upsetting the Bills, I, I could understand why people would back the Patriots here thinking that mm-hmm. Bill Belichick might have an answer for that Dolphins offense that he didn't necessarily in the first one. No play for me here. I... I think the Dolphins do get the win, but I didn't lay the points. I wonder how Miami bounces back from what happened to them on Sunday night. Even though that game was tied late in the third quarter, Mm -hmm. Philadelphia is clearly the better team in that game. And look, New England, all things considered, in that first game, they held Miami to 24 points. They held them to Mm -hmm. seven in the second half. They didn't really do much of anything. That was a one-score game when it was all said and done. Yeah. Second time around, Tyreek Hill's banged up a little bit. He was dealing mm-hmm. with that hip in the middle of the week. He is going to play. And Miami, as with Kansas City, they're playing each other in Frankfurt next week. Yo, That's not travel. Kentucky, Vinny. That's uh, Germany. That's right. Uh, next week. No bourbon, lots yeah. of beer. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of, a lot a lot of, of schnapps. Of, a lot of Hefeweizen uh, across <laughs> in, in Frankfurt. But here's a weird spot for Miami. And, yeah. there's, and there's, again, there's not many... Vinny, you've mentioned this. There's not really look-ahead spots in the NFL, but there are letdown spots in the NFL. And it's weird to say that a letdown spot could come after a loss, but I don't think it's impossible here with Miami. No, I mean, listen, points are valuable, right? Especially if you're getting double digits in a a divisional game. But I think what what also comes into play here is the fact that the Dolphins' losses, when you look at the losses, right, I, I think 
everybody gets caught up in the fact that you know they're they're such a uh, a you know a prolific offense, right? And people, particularly that play fantasy football, they 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 love it, and you have to, right? I mean, if you if you're if you're involved in fantasy, you've you've got a you know one, that's one of the first teams that you're going to look at is the Dolphins and their personnel. But the two losses uh, to to two quality opponents, right? I mean, and at the time the Bills were the healthiest, they did lose their. That's when the Bills injuries started, right? Then it started in their secondary against the Dolphins, uh, and then again uh, the way. Uh, uh, the Eagles uh, uh, took care of business, uh, particularly when the game was on the line last week. So I think that comes into play a little bit, also, Jeff. Here, mm-hmm. um, and and again, uh, points are points are are valuable. And you watch these games where oftentimes uh, uh, it comes down to uh, the fourth quarter, and many times late in the fourth quarter. So, all right, Vinny. Let you go back to your day job. Is I'm going to okay? go. I'm going to go do some work. Okay, Vinny right. Maliola, everyone. The uh, sports. Sports betting Hall of Famer himself, gone gaming, best hair in the business. <laughs> Vinny by the book on the on the Twitter machine as right. well, uh, where you can find Vinny. Vinny, pleasure. We'll see you. Keep Where's it going. Anything? Good Send job. Jimmy in if you got anything. Jimmy's running around. He's oh, I know. here. I, in fact, he's right over your uh, your right oh, shoulder right now. He's, he's having a conversation <laughs> with, that's with, right. with the gentleman. He'll be on the uh, on the air shortly. Bet type, bet number, bet amount. Jimmy Vaccaro, Bob Shepard. That's right. The two best to ever do it on the PA system. We're back with a little more previewing week eight NFL sports by the book here at the South Point studio. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best players reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and US mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet from our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom. We have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White, alongside Week 8 in the NFL. So we are going to go through rapid fire. Over the next 35 minutes or so before you got to get your last bets in before we get rolling here in week eight. All right, let's go to it. 251, 252, New Orleans at Indianapolis. 
Behind us is market high, two and a half on the Saints. Colts coming off that very tough loss last week. The Cleveland, a game they should have won. Refs didn't help them out at the end. Uh, But Indy falls to 4-3. The Saints, their card just not hit. I I think it's just as simple as that at this point. They're 3-4. and They were the division favorites going into the year. Still got a shot because their schedule is easy and the division stinks. Uh, I have nothing on this game, Alex. If we somehow get a three in the next 30 minutes, I will be hopefully on the ball and be taking Indianapolis as quickly as humanly possible to three, but I don't think we get there. I absolutely love the over in this one. Okay. Over 43 and a half. So we know the Saints, they had this trend going of unders. That stopped last Thursday against the Jags, and we saw their hurry up offense. They outgained the Jags in that one, 407 to 330. And they came back from a 24-9 deficit in that game. So we saw the urgency. I know Derek Carr, he has really struggled, especially in the red zone, but he's actually been better on the road. On the flip side, as you mentioned, the Colts scored 38 and put up 6.8 yards per play against an elite Cleveland Browns defense. They have multiple playmakers with Moss and Taylor. And I say it every week, but they play really fast and they actually tend to control the pace of the game no matter what opponent they are playing. Look at look at the Browns even last week. I mean, that was very quick game, back and forth. So I think we see that again here with the Saints. We've got a frustrated Derek Carr. He, um, he did speak, though, this week about how much he loves that no-huddle offense. So I think we'll even see a little bit of that for him. Yeah, I, I, I don't like Indy's defense. I right. think New Orleans' defense is a little overvalued, personally. They're still a good defense, but they're overvalued. Just a matter of, uh, hey, maybe you'll get one of those pick sixes I was talking about in the other game. There you go. Uh, with the yes. quarterback play in this one, even though uh, it would be more so Carr than Minshew uh, in that one. Two and a half, New Orleans here behind us. There is some two in the market. 43 and a half, the best number in the total. Make sure you get that. There is 44 in the market as well. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh up next. Boy, the Steelers just keep doing it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how ugly it looks. They're four and two uh, as they host the Jaguars coming off of their win on Thursday night a week ago in New Orleans. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has the brace on again. It's a little bit sloppy there in Pittsburgh as well. Rain expected in that one uh, at whatever they call Heinz Field now. Uh, the Steelers, Alex, I, again, there are teams every year that confound the ra- the power ratings. Right. And this year, probably for about the fourth straight time, fourth straight year, one of those teams is Pittsburgh. And here they are, negative point differential, horrible performances early in games, but they've been much better in second halves. And here they are, only two and a half point underdogs at home against a Jacksonville team that is trying to take that next step. So I think this is a great teaser as well. I teased the Steelers up to eight and a half. As you mentioned, they keep finding ways to get it done. They are four and two. The Jags, I mean, I didn't actually get to watch that Thursday game, but from what I saw following, Trevor Lawrence still looked very good and looked like he is getting it done. Four in a row for them. But you have to consider the two in London. I mean, they had the clear advantage there over both those teams and staying there, you know, over the Bills. They had that extra week. Um, they're averaging just 6.8 yards per pass attempt, though, and that is 19th in the league. And Pickett and the Steelers, they're actually just right behind them at 6.721st. So I like this defense with Pittsburgh. They're tough. They're holding teams to 20.7 points at home. Third in the league in takeaways, ninth in tackles. And TJ Watt just keeps getting it done. Ninth sacks on the season. I, I can't quite get there on Jacksonville. 
uh, in this one. If you got it earlier in the week at that one and a half or a shorter money line price, good on you. I think yep. that's probably good here. Just something about this Pittsburgh team. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the lack of talent at some at some positions for them. It doesn't matter that Matt Canada is clueless. It doesn't matter that they get down in these games and Pickett looks very ordinary for about a half a game. They just yep. find a way. And when you have a Hall of Fame coach, you can find right. ways to win games you have no business winning. And they've done it three times already this year uh, out of their four wins. Uh, but here we are, again, with a legitimate shot to get to 7-2 and two if they win this game today because they're going to be favored at home against Tennessee and Green Bay yep. the next two games coming up. All right, let's go to one that I'm on, and I'm sure I will not like myself pretty early into this game. The battle of the number one and number two overall picks in the NFL draft, Houston on the road at Carolina for this one. Bryce Young looking for his first career win as an NFL starter. C.J. Stroud has looked really good so far for a Texans team that I would say through six games. If you said they were going to be three and three, I think every Texans over better and Texans fan out there would sign up for that yep. and be very happy with what has happened. Alex, with that said, Carolina has not won yet this year. The only game they actually they haven't covered any game. The only game that they were close to covering was that game against New Orleans. They pushed it on a late two-point conversion. Carolina outright today. <laughs> Carolina on the money line at plus 150. Uh, there are some three-and-a-halves, minus 120 on Carolina out there. If you want to take the points, okay. Not a huge fan of laying juice on on spreads, but here we are. But I, I took the money line. I took them outright uh, to get their first win of the season. New play caller as well there in Charlotte. I'm on the Panthers today. I do not hate it at all. I don't know why. This just feels like a good spot for Carolina. I took the points in a contest with the Panthers, and you just said it, Jeff, to make a case for an 0-6 team, I think I have to lean to the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brand, will now be calling the plays mm -hmm. that could throw Houston off a little bit. Don't know what to expect. And you also said it here, first game with these two. We've got actually the top three picks from the same year's draft in this one with Will Anderson sure. as well. So, I'd, yeah, I don't mind it at all. What'd you get money line for the Panthers? $1.50. Okay. $1.50 plus 150 on Carolina. I'm sure I won't like it midway through. That's all I'll say. Even though I will say Chris and company just went to a three and a half flat. So that's the best number in the market now, if you like the Panthers. Um, just a regular uh, minus 110, if you want it, on the Panthers uh, right behind us. Uh, 11 to 10, of course, as always, on every single side here at the South Point. All right, let's go to Washington next. The Commanders almost took the Eagles out in week three. Since then, Sam Howell's continually just getting sacked five, six, seven times a week. Uh, the Eagles, really impressive second half after the Hurts pick six. A week ago against Miami to move the six and one on the year. Commanders, there's a report floating out there that if they lose this game, they will be sellers. Okay. And they are seven-point underdogs, so the expectation is they will not win this game today, Alex. Uh, total 44 on this one, or excuse me, 43, I should say, on this game with the Eagles laying a whole touchdown on the road in Landover today. I am very teaser-heavy today. I, As I mentioned, I kind of matched up, you know, these mm -hmm. different ways. So I am on the Eagles to win this game. It, I got to tease it down six points, as Benny mentioned earlier. So, yes, the Commanders have not looked great in the last five weeks. They're just one in four, and they're coming off a really bad loss to the Giants and Tyrod Taylor. But... 
They always seem to be prepared to play Philadelphia. It's always a big game for them. They are at home. So made me a little nervous to lay too many points with the Eagles. So teased them down. Feel good about that one. I think they're going to get the win. I have nothing on this game. I absolutely crossed it off right away. It feels like it's too many points, but it's a bad matchup for Washington. It and is. I know that Washington played them tough, and they actually, quite frankly, should have gone for two at the end of regulation and given themselves a realistic chance to win that game instead of going relying on a coin flip in overtime. Yep. But this, this is... This is just one of those sleepy spots for the Eagles after they had the horrible loss to the Jets the week before last week. They beat Miami. Mm -hmm. And then the next two games for the Eagles are they get Dallas next week, then the bye, then they the Super Bowl rematch in Kansas City. So there are gigantic games coming up yep. in Philadelphia in November. The next four games after this, actually. Let's just go through this real quick. Dallas at KC, Buffalo, Niners. At Dallas, at Seattle. I just listed a whole bunch of playoff teams. Right oh, there. yeah. And a few teams that are at the top of the NFL. So this could very easily be a sleepy spot with that <laughs> with that brutal schedule coming for Philadelphia. That's another reason why I put it on the side for me here today. Well, with that being said, though, Jeff, the Washington is really bad against the pass. And I think we've seen mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts and his um, his weapons with Smith and why am I blanking? And A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Um, you know, really start to click again. So, I don't know. It, it's tough. It is really tough. We'll see how the Eagles start off. Maybe they start off slow after that big win. There, there was a lot of hype on that game last Sunday with them against the Dolphins. Let's uh, go to Dallas. Cowboys off the bye. Had the greatest injury report you'll ever see. Only one person on it this week. They'll take on the Rams. Alex, it's seven behind us. Total 44. All I'm going to say is, and, and I don't have anything yet in pocket. Maybe it'll change in the next 20, 24 minutes or so. But this feels like a lot of points for the Rams to be getting. Yeah, Dallas is pretty he as healthy as they're going to ever be. Uh, of course, Diggs, we know, had the ACL tear. But regardless, even without him, as healthy as they're going to be this season, off a bye, fresh. But seven is just staring at me and like, hey, take this, take this, take this. This is not going to be a, a, a multi-score game with the Rams, who I think are a pretty good three and four, even though they're underwater right now. I have to disagree with you, Oh, Jeff. okay. I, I, you just made all these great points. They're, they're healthy. They're fresh. They're off a bye. They are playing at home. Mm -hmm. I do not trust this Rams team. I mean, Stafford, he's completing under 60% of his passes. He has no run game to rely on. And... The Rams in the second half, I continue to say it every week, they're averaging 8.8 .8 points in the second half in their last five games. So I'm not jumping to the window to back the Rams here at all. I didn't lay the six and a half with the Cowboys. I'm kind of wishing I would have if I could have grabbed it. But I did tease them down as well and have them paired up um, with some of my others. Tease down on the Cowboys. That's what you ended up going with? I did. Okay. I said I wish I would have grabbed it. I teased the six and a half down. So I. I ha they need to win by a point, but at that point, I guess I wasn't as high on them. I didn't lay the six and a half with them. There's one six and a half in the market. There's also seven evens out there. Uh, wouldn't have to lay any juice, but of course, then you have to win by more than seven. Right. Uh, but Cowboys right now at four, uh, seven forty-four. I actually don't mind that under 
as well. I know that may, uh, there's 44 and a half in the market. So make sure you're getting the best of that. If you're betting this one under, and I don't mind that. I don't mind that. This kind of feels like one of those as well. Kind of like that charger game where even though there may be movement, ball movement in right. this game there, we could have some, uh, uh, some questionable decision-making on play calling in, in important spots uh, on the Dallas side, especially. All right. We mentioned this with Vinny a little bit, but I want to get to it here with just the two of us. Miami hosting New England. Uh, behind us is eight. Total is 46 behind us, which is the market low on this game. Miami coming off their second loss, a loss to Philadelphia. Patriots with the stunner last week. They blow the multi-score lead in the fourth quarter. Doesn't matter. Mac Jones, 75 yards, minute 40. Doesn't matter. Go ahead, do it. 29-25 last week against Buffalo. Win for New England for win number two. Miami beat this team 24-17 in week two. Tight game. Yep. Uh, they, uh, New England did a good job in the second half, holding Miami just to seven points. I, I can't take the bad number. I don't want to take eight when I could have had better numbers through the week. But it would not shock me one bit if this is one of those no-sweat New England covers where Miami wins, but it is a struggle through the day here for the Dolphins. Would not shock me at all either. But this is kind of, I kind of have the same feeling with this as I did yesterday with Utah and Bryson Barnes. Mac Jones coming off that big win, 25 of 30, 272 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Are we going to see that Mac Jones again two weeks in a row? I don't know. I don't feel confident enough to take the points against a Dolphins team who is coming off a loss, who is still trying to prove themselves that they are one of the best in the league. So this was a stay away from me. And uh, yeah. 46, the total down from 47 earlier in the week. Again, Miami goes to Frankfurt, Germany next week to take on Kansas City in what is going to be an incredible game. Uh, the Germans will get in their building uh, next week. Arguably one of the best games of the entire regular season. Uh, let's go to do, uh, let's go to the Meadowlands next. Boy, this total just keeps on dropping. Down to 34 across the board now, basically. Uh, 34 and a half behind us, but everywhere else, 34. Jets laying three against the Giants. Boy, I, that total, we're getting to the point now where it's, it's almost too low where I'm almost thinking, okay, I'm obligated to take this thing over. But knowing the defenses in this game, the weather, it is go it is raining at MetLife Stadium right now, but the wind is not bad. So it's not one of those where it should be nose diving like this, but I think it's just the teams involved is pu pushing this nose dive even more so than the weather, Alex. Yes, remember you are not obligated to, to take any overs. I actually made this game 32 and a half. So, oh boy. Yes, I love the under here. I jumped on that early in the week, under 36. It, you said it, all the factors, weather, and then these two teams. I mean, offensively, they have both struggled very much. And the Jets' defense is very good. So we'll see how Tyrod Taylor does in this one. Giants defense much better the last few weeks as well. Yes. Uh, Giants a little healthier today. Andrew Thomas is going to play left tackle, so that is uh, a good thing. John Michael Schmitz, their center as well, back. Uh, but the Giants looked at, defensively speaking, Washington held the four yards of play last week. And quite frankly, 14-7 to was the lowest possible score of that game a week ago. The Giants left at least 14 points on the board in that game. And then a week That's before, they held Buffalo to five yards of play. So the Giants' defense has been much, much better the last few weeks. 
Uh, with that said, I do expect the Jets to win. I can't quite get there on laying three in a total that low, especially uh, with a team that has not been favored yet so far this year. First time the Jets have been favored in a game here in 2023. All right, let's go to Atlanta and Tennessee. I already said my piece on this game. I like this game over. I know the quarterbacks are bad. Uh, I don't really like either of these defenses. I, I think Atlanta's defense is fine. Same sort of deal with Tennessee. They're well coached on defense, uh, but they're now weaker in the secondary. Kevin Byard got traded to Philadelphia this week. And the prospect of one of these three quarterbacks that will play in this game, because I expect to see Malik Willis at some point during this game, because that's what Vrabel's kind of shown out publicly here. Will Levis makes his first career start. And Desmond Ritter, we know my thoughts on him. Right. Someone is throwing an interception or fumbling deep in their own territory to set up a touchdown. And in a game that's total 35, Alex, all you really need is one of those to give yourself a realistic shot to get there. The only concern for me with that over is the rumors that Derrick Henry may be traded. So maybe they don't play him as much, don't want him to get injured. So I'm staying away from that total. It is, it's right where I made it, 35. Um, I mentioned earlier when Vinny was in here, I do like the Titans here. Um, mm -hmm. Teased up, getting extra points, plus eight and a half. The Falcons, they just barely win those games or barely lose those games. So I feel pretty confident with that. I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be more of a ground and pound. So, it, it, look, But we a, could have sloppy play, as you mentioned. It's a total of 35. Right. We're not expecting much offense in this game with a total of 35. On uh, the Derrick Henry angle is a little bit interesting. There was the report by Adam Schefter earlier this morning that they've told Derrick Henry, the Titans organization, that they do not expect okay. to trade him. Now, key phrasing there, do not expect. That does not mean they are not trading him. Uh, I, I think we'll see Henry for his usual bell cow uh, amount of carries. I'm not too concerned about that, but... Again, if you have bad quarterback play with no turnovers, that's a death sentence here for this game, for going over even a low total like that. If we just have a nept three and out, three and out, right. teams are just basically playing the game between the 20-yard lines, that's a problem. Right. I really do need a turnover setting someone up inside inside the 30, 40-yard line uh, so we get that game, really good field position, at least get some garbage points out of that. All right, Minnesota Green Bay is up next. Vikings are one in this game, 42 to total. Alex, Chris brought this up on, um, on Friday, and a very sharp friend of mine agrees with this, where it's usually tried and true, where the team that's an underdog at home the week before that wins, but then goes on the road as a favorite the next week, usually doesn't end well for them. And Minnesota, who was as high as a two-and-a-half-point underdog in this game earlier in the week before – the numbers got reposted on Tuesday and it was reposted as a pick. I, as this week's gone along, I, I kind of like Green Bay. I don't have it in pocket yet. I want to see how Jordan Love looks early in the game before possibly doing anything in-game. But I, it's a tricky spot for Minnesota now, going from a situation where they were pretty sizable home underdog winning outright against San Francisco a week ago to being a road favorite and forget just being a road favorite, a road favorite in the division. Right. Well, and that's kind of why I why I am backing the Vikings because I mean they are 3 and 4 and they have underachieved already. They cannot afford any more losses really and especially a divisional one. I think they will be prepped ready for this game against the Packers and I just think Green Bay's offense 
it's it's broken. <laughs> you can say they stink. It's okay. Uh, the you know with Minnesota again, Minnesota has played every single game within one score so far this year. Every game there's been no blowouts. That's why the point differential is not as ugly as it was a year ago because they were getting blown out when they lost. When they lost, they lost in spectacular fashion, thirteen and four with a negative point differential. Uh, yeah, I, again, part of the reason I'm not playing this preflop, I need to see how Jordan Love looks. If Jordan, if we get bad Jordan Love today, then I'm going to be pretty happy I don't have anything on this game. Uh, if he looks okay, then it might be a scenario uh, where we take uh, Green Bay in-game. By the way, back to a pick behind us, just moved. Uh, mostly pick in the market now in this game. So the better's coming back on Green Bay here on Sunday morning. All right, Cleveland at Seattle is up next. So P.J. Walker goes again. Looks like DK Metcalf's going to play after missing last week for Seattle. It's up to four. Total's 38 and a half. Alex, I don't know what to do with this game. Because we, when you're giving me that defense in Cleveland and you're giving me more than a field goal, it's very intriguing. Even in a tough place to play in the Pacific Northwest against a team that I think is a legitimate NFC playoff team. But then on the flip side, it's like, all right, they just beat the Niners. And they scored 39 points in a game. Both of those games where P.J. Walker played all but two snaps, where Watson was in that game early and then never returned against Indy. How much, how sustainable is this? How sustainable is P.J. Walker winning games in the National Football League, especially on the road? That's part of the reason I stayed out of this game. And that's one of the main reasons that I am on the Seahawks late, the three early this week. I think the number is... uh... Is pretty good, but I think the situational spot gives the Seahawks the edge here because back-to-back road games, as you mentioned, it's tough to play in Seattle. Um, and I just, I like this team all around the Seahawks. I know Geno Smith has had that regression, which was expected, but he has all his playmakers back. He's got Metcalf. He's got Kenneth Walker. So, and their defense, their defense has gotten healthy and they've been very improved in the last three weeks. They've allowed a total of 30 points total in their last three games. That's the biggest difference uh, with, with, with Seattle is that their defense looks really good. Uh, Jimmy, you can go right on the mic right here. Uh, absolutely. Jimmy Vaccaro in the studio right now. Hello. All right, let me give you a little history. You'll like please, this. Please. Here's a ticket for 20000 on the Packers. Okay. And as you can see, I mean, we are so jammed up. I don't want anybody to get shut out because here's what happens when someone gets shut out. I had the winner, Jimmy, and you shut me out. <laughs> they never have the loser when they get shut out. Why they wait till the last 10 minutes and they sit their ass in this sports book all week long talking how smart they are. But the $20,000 bet is here. We've taken dozens of 5000 This is like the biggest bet this morning, but uh, I think it's because a little, 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 little good number here. So if you want to take the plus one for 20000 But I am telling you, this sports is crazy. It's making a kid like me older and older every day. I got to relax a little bit more. <laughs> of course, you guys are taking over well. Once again, I'll let you run. I have never heard one negative thing about this show so far. So keep doing it, guys and girls. We will We will keep Brilliant. doing our best. Jimmy Vaccaro, everyone. Uh, Thank you, Jimmy. 20, 20 dimes on the Packers plus the one. And you that, just said it. That just explains, back to pick. <laughs> explains why I'd move back to pick. <laughs> Very much so. Always love seeing Jimmy. Uh, in studio. By the way, we're in, uh, we're in Las Vegas Weekly this week. If you uh, have a copy of that, uh, our, uh, our our smiling faces yes. 
uh, in that, that one. If you want me to sign it, I can decrease the value of the piece of paper if you want me to do that. Uh, we Let's get back to Denver and Kansas City. We talked about this earlier. Uh, Mahomes is going to play, but he has the flu. Uh, potential, there's Weather is all over the place in Denver. They had half a foot of snow last night. We saw the game in Fort Collins. Was it was a snow globe? We should have got there. Rams got to get got to cover that game when you're tied at halftime. Uh, but <sighs> Mahomes have been great in snow. Mahomes has not lost to the Broncos. Mahomes has not lost a road game in the AFC West. It's down to six and a half behind us. There is some seven with juice on the underdog out there. Total's gotten all over the place now at forty six. Alex, again, I'm I like Denver at seven. If you can still get a seven, don't love having to lay the dollar twenty, but if you have to, I don't mind it. Uh, but there is the thing in the back of my mind here where, okay, Mahomes is sick. That's the whole narrative here. And then Patrick Mahomes looks like there's absolutely nothing wrong with him today. Absolutely. I mean, it could go one of two ways. Just like you mentioned, they can come out, win by, you know, two touchdowns. Or, you know, the Broncos could keep it really, cl- really close. Um, you even called for the upset earlier in the week. You're like, I don't know why I have this feeling the Broncos majors went outright over the Chiefs. And now you're kind of set up nicely with uh, Patrick Mahomes with the flu. Um, I'm just, I'm on the Chiefs to win. I teased this one down. Um, and I, I'm just got to ride that out. Kansas City right now, again, first place in the AFC West. are going to win that division yet again, uh, barring something catastrophic with the Chiefs. Uh, but right now, six and a half behind us, seven elsewhere in the market. All right, let's go to Cincinnati on the road in San Francisco. Brock Purdy makes it through concussion protocol. He will play today. Uh, Joe Burrow and company off the bye at 500. Four and a half behind us. Rest of the market is four like a blanket. 44, the total here. Alex, what are you looking at here in this one? So I don't have a play on this, but I am leaning towards the Niners. I do think they bounce back after their two losses. And you know what? They've been a lot better at home. Those losses were on the road. They're averaging 35.7 points a game at home compared to 23.5 on the road. So good bounce back spot for them. Although we do have Cincinnati coming in. The best situation though we have is Cincinnati has not been good against the run. And then of course the Niners have the best, most explosive running back in the league with Mac, um, Christian Mack. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Four, four, 44 right now, 44 and a half, or excuse me, 44, four and a half behind us, four elsewhere. A lot of fours in this game, guys. Uh, I probably am going to end up on Cincinnati. I the one con- you've been talking the about one it. The one concern that I have in this game, and, and there's real no rationale for this other than a really good team losing three in a row does not happen very often in the NFL. But like I said to Vinny earlier, this really feels like with Cincinnati, you had to you had to cut the head off the snake. You had to kill them while they were down, and the a and the, the opponents just didn't do it. Right. And here we are with Cincinnati, where they haven't been over five yards of play in any game yet, and Burrow is finally starting to look a little more healthy, and they're still three and three and right in the mix in the AFC. You usually don't live to tell the tale with a team that talented, and all of a sudden with Six weeks from now would not be shocking to me if we're talking about, whoa, Cincinnati is tied with Baltimore going into the last few weeks of the season. And here we are, a real race in the AFC North yet again. So uh, a win today would go a big step 
towards making that even possible. If San Francisco hand, handles their business, then it's reevaluation time yet again for me on Cincinnati, who has been the biggest disappointment just by the numbers so far here in this 2023 season. Speaking of Baltimore, let's go there. They're on the road in Arizona. There's this weird fascination in the market that Kyler Murray was going to play this week. That's not going to happen. He's doubtful. It's going to be Josh Dobbs again. Ravens are nine and a half now, 45 the total in this one. Uh, weird spot for Baltimore after their absolute destruction of Detroit a week ago and with Seattle looming next week, a one-off trip to the West Coast against one of the worst teams in the league here, Alex. It is a really weird spot for them. It, it did make me a little nervous, but I did tease the Ravens down to two and a half, so they just mm-hmm. have to win by a field goal here. I think this Ravens team stays motivated. I liked Lamar Jackson's comments after. He was not satisfied with that win over the Lions. He thought they should have scored on every single drive. So I, I, think they, I don't think they get complacent. I think they have a goal in mind. I think they're the complete package. And, you know, with that win over Detroit, the best part about that dominant performance, their passing game finally was clicking. And... Mark Andrews had two touchdowns. He looked great in National Tight End Day. And their defense, they've really been the storyline all year anyways. And, you know, they just continue to do a great job. Baltimore's defense has been the story for me so far this year. They have really, other than the game against Indianapolis, that defense has really played well. Yeah, they get 24 to Cincinnati, but in that game, they held the Bengals to 4.9 yards of play. Still pretty good, even though Cincinnati scored points. They also had a punt return in that game to make that score look a little bit better. That defense is really good. And even if it's a sloppier, not 100% great offensive performance today against an Arizona team that we know they're going to show up for 30 minutes. Right. It's playing a whole 60 that's been the problem for the Cardinals this year. I think Baltimore wins. But if you have Baltimore and Survivor Pools, I think you're going to be sweating for 30 minutes, at least in this game. Speaking of definitely sweating the whole way, if you have them in your survivor pools today, the Chargers, Sunday Night Football, Tyson Bagent, who uh, now uh, apparently people in the Bears locker room are saying, hey, we got our version of Brock Purdy. Okay, yes, that's easy to replicate, guys. Bears are nine and a half point underdogs tonight in L.A. against the Chargers. Total 46. Alex, I will say this. I expect the Chargers to win. I expect the Bears to cover this game. Especially if this gets to 10, this will be in the pocket for me on Chicago. I don't think we'll get to 10. I think, if anything, people will take the Bears, especially if underdogs have a good day today with the game going uh, the last one of the night here. But, boy, if you're the Chargers, you're 2-4. and You've lost games in creative ways so far this year. The game against Miami where you gave them a zillion yards and still probably should have won that game, 36-34. A ridiculous loss to Tennessee in week two, where Chargers are much better than the Titans. A flip loss to Dallas, a game they probably should have won last week. Kansas City's Kansas City. No harm, no foul there. But boy, if you're the Chargers, if you're gonna if you're a serious football team, which we know the Chargers are not, but if you're even got a, got a, a, any semblance of being serious, you don't lose at home to Tyson Bajant on Sunday night football. You get the three and four. You get into what is a very interesting game next Monday night in the Meadowlands against the Jets. But, Alex, I have, I, I think this is going to be one of those where you have the Chargers and Survivor. You're like, what did I do to myself? This is the, the Bears are winning late in the third quarter, some nonsense like that. The Chargers are, have so much talent. So I hope 
Anybody who has them in Survivor doesn't have to sweat this out that bad. So my favorite over, I mentioned Saints and Colts. I have an under on the Giants and Jets, but this one would be my next total I'm look, I would look at. And I'd lean to the over here with these two. I don't think either defense is really that great. And the Chargers, you've just mentioned, they find ways to lose, but they've been moving the ball between the 20. They, um, Justin Herbert is still a very good quarterback. So I think we're going to see a big offensive game from them. And um, Tyson Badgett, he did like give the, the offense a little jolt here in Chicago. So I think we can get a, a few touchdowns from them as well. Yeah, I think that more was a product of the Raiders more than anything. Uh, but we'll, look, we'll see. I, I mean, look, the Bears are looking for any excuse not to bring Fields back after this year. Bajan plays well, even if they lose tonight. Gives them another excuse to potentially look at just keeping fields out as long as possible with that dislocated thumb. All right, before we go today, quickly, we'll, you and I are back tomorrow on the show at 3 o'clock yes. Pacific time, but any thoughts as we go into uh, as we go into Monday with the Detroit Lions at home against the Las Vegas Raiders? Uh, again, the Lions coming off getting destroyed by the Ravens. The Raiders are 3-4. and four. They have not scored more than 21 points in a game. All three quarterbacks that have played at more interceptions than touchdowns. They are as bad of a three and four football team as you're ever going to see. But Jimmy Garoppolo is back in this one on Monday night. What is the line right now? Uh, right now, uh, because of course my screen uh, decided to not work on me here as, as we needed it. Down to seven and a half, eight on this game. Okay, so I made it seven and a half. I made the total 44. So I haven't really looked at any angles or any way to play this game just yet. Um, it's right where it should be. I might look at some props in this one for Monday. If we somehow get to seven, I'm laying with Detroit. I don't, if we get I to don't seven, hate that at all. It's, uh, this Raider team's terrible. They're really, really bad. And they're poorly coached on top of not being. And again, there's too much talent on the offense to look like they do. But when you're poorly coached. As we've seen through the league, a lot of impossible things on paper happen in reality. So, And the Lions coming off that bad loss against the Ravens, that's the worst we've seen them all season long. Oh, yeah. They have been very consistent. So, yeah, I, wouldn't, I do not hate that at all. Yeah, I, we'll wait it out. I also think seven and a half, eight is good on Detroit, personally. But now that we might, we might get a seven in some spots because there's seven and a half even on the Lions out there right now, wait it out. And it's Raider money that will inevitably come. That as is we true. Know. Very true. All right. That's all the time we have here today. you got about 90 seconds. Get your South Point app. Get your bets in for week eight in the NFL. Alex, good luck to you. Thank you. You too. Shout out to the crew, Sean and Jerry, behind the glass here today. Shout out to Vinny and Jimmy for checking in as well. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock, Sports by the Book. And also, before us tomorrow, Frank Nicotero. On Punchlines, noon Pacific, right here where you're watching us. Make sure you subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. We'll see you next time. Sports by the Book.